Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Welcome, Anique. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tricia. Very happy to be here. I'm excited to have you here today. You want to jump in and tell me about yourself and your book? Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you uh, hopefully a short, uh, a, a short uh, introduction. I'm not very good at short anything, to tell you the truth. So, uh, but anyway, here goes. <clears throat> uh, Monique Singleton. I live in the Netherlands. In uh, I've been living here for quite a long time, actually. I'm a Brit by birth, so uh, native Brit, and uh, been living here in Holland for a long time. But also like to visit the UK. Uh, a couple of times a year so that I can go back to my, well, I suppose my roots. Uh, I live in the south of Holland in a farmhouse with uh, dogs and cats and horses and all kinds of stuff and lots of space. <clears throat> in addition to um, being an author, I'm also, I also work as a, an IT consultant. So uh, I consult with comp- companies, very big companies in general, uh, in transitioning from projects to uh, to support organizations once something in IT has been installed. So <clears throat> yeah, I do a bit of everything. Um, I started writing about, well, I think it's about six or seven years ago. Uh, if you told me 20 years ago that I would ever become an author or become a writer, I would have really, you know, <clears throat> laughed, I suppose, very, very loudly because I really didn't even know how to start a letter. And here I am writing books. So, yeah, it's uh, very funny the way the world takes you. So Very cool. I love that you had that technical and obviously creative side that maybe you <coughs> have tapped into you didn't know was there. No, well, um, I have always been creative. Um, I actually had an art studio for a number of years where I did a lot of um, murals in, uh, in, in big uh, gyms or in... Uh, in a discotheque and in, in all that kind of stuff. I did a lot of big realistic uh, type paintings. So I've, I've acted in a lot of um, portraits, but then full body portraits of sports people. So I've always been creative. It's just, I've never really thought of myself writing anything down, but I have a very, very vivid imagination, which, uh, you know, if I did, when I stopped painting for, uh, uh, because of, of, of the full-time job, um, I suppose the creativity had to go somewhere. So in, in moments when I was doing a lot of monotonous work, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, mucking out stables or driving or something like that, then I started fantasizing about all kinds of stories. And at one moment I thought, why don't I write them down? So I did, but more for myself than anything else. Yeah, and one thing led to another and here I am. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yes, that's when I mostly think of my storylines, when I'm driving or cooking or cleaning or something like that, just to keep myself entertained. So It, it is. Or, or, of course, uh, as usual, when you're trying to go to sleep. 
That happens too, yes. Well, funny thing, because I always, for some reason, when I was a kid, maybe like middle school age, I was always fixated on Holland and moving to oh, Holland. Okay. And I must have seen like pictures of all the tulips. Yeah. And I don't know, for years, I was like, I'm going to live in Holland. Of course, it never <laughs> happened. And I haven't even been there yet. So. Oh, well, it's, it's about time you, you, you come. And if you come, please be sure to look me up. I that will, because I'm obsessed with, with the tulips and coming to Holland. So. Okay, well, you know, it's, it's definitely worth it. it. It's a lovely country to live. I mean, you know, as well, it's lovely to visit, but it's also quite a nice country to live. And I do live quite far from the tulip fields, but I still, it's still Holland. It's in the south of Holland and it's, it's just very nice, peaceful, friendly people. I, I like it here. Sounds wonderful. Well, tell me about your books. What type of books are we talking <laughs> here? What type of characters? Let's dig in. Okay, let's do that. Um, well, the, I started off writing a book, uh, it was called Primal, Primal Nature, and I, I don't actually outline my books, I, I just write, and I thought I was going to be one book, well that turned into a series, but the, the genre that it's in is urban fantasy, so it is, uh, you know, it's the world we know, but there are paranormal elements in it, well I've got shapeshifters in, uh, in, in, in the Primal series, and that goes into the uh, Riders of the Apocalypse in the end. So it, it, it does have a fantasy element, but it is the world that we see. And I guess you could call them quite critical because there are some elements in there that I really am, you know, just posing questions and asking people what uh, what they think of it. But still, it's entertainment. It's, it's not supposed to be a really heavy book. They're, they are quite dark. So uh, I don't, I'm not really very good at the happy ever afters. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, there is, a, uh, there is a dark element. I don't tend to kill all the, the major uh, characters in the books, but there is a dark element to it. But there's, there are very dark elements to life. So, you know, I guess that does, uh, does come back into the books. And uh, one thing I, I really like doing is researching things. So the, the Primal series, the first series, it's, six books in all <clears throat> and the last two books a lot of them the story takes place in uh, in New Zealand well I've never been to New Zealand but I've done so much research on it that I I, I get the idea I know what it's like <laughs> you know so my sister actually went from Australia to New Zealand on holiday for for a week and she'd read my books and she said well I didn't need a, a tour guide so that was <laughs> that was kind of funny really so uh, but I, I also really like to put elements in there of, um, uh, of authentic, authentic elements of, of cultures, of people who, who live in the country. So within New Zealand, there was a lot about the Maori people who, who live there. And I really do try to make sure that it's authentic and that the things that I write down are correct. Of course, still given the fact that it is a fantasy book, so there are, you know, there are extra elements in there that are mine. But um, in general, if I have a name, it has to be a name that would be a Maori name. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be as authentic as possible in that way, but still keep the fantasy element in it. So that was my first series. And then I joined a uh, an anthology group to see if we could get on the USA Today list. But 
that was with a um, paranormal romance. Well, I, I've never written romance, so that was kind of a, a challenge. But that turned out to be the first book in a new series, which was uh, the Prophecy series. And that is much more fantasy. It's still urban fantasy, <clears throat> but there's a lot more in there with... Um, <clears throat> Uh, dragons as well, and and a lot of other different types of of, of fantasy figures in there, but uh, that's uh, that was that's a lot of fun to write. I've got two books in that series now, so the third book is the one that's on the list for the next uh, next full length book that I'm supposed to write. And then um, I actually that we didn't make the USA list with that one, and so um, last year I tried it again, and that was with a, a fairy tale retelling. Well, I'd never done anything about fairy tales before. And so I um, I really you know, thought, well, how am I going to do this? And I just decided to make it as funny as I could. <laughs> and as funny as I could. So I did. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed writing that book. It, it was a small book and it's Snow White and the Seven Wolves. Um, and it was, it was just a load of fun to write. That does sound like a ton of fun. It, it was definitely. Sorry, I'm, I just had to, to help the dog. The oh, dog, that's I okay. To, yeah, no, we're I all good. Very, Josh allowed. <laughs> I have a very old dog. He's ten and a half, and that's for a Newfoundlander. He's very old, and he has a bit of problems getting up. So I just had to help him get up. Sorry about that. It's no worries. All yeah. allowed. All welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so for your, for, I mean, the way you're describing how you build, not your world, but how you describe the urban setting in New Zealand yeah. and doing all the research and getting the names accurate feels like it would really immerse the reader so that they're actually there in your book. And that's one thing oh, I love when I read yeah. a book. Like if I can read a book that I feel like I'm there and you know, everything around me tells me where I am and what I'm experiencing and what I'm seeing and feeling, then that sounds amazing. Well, well, that's what I'm, I'm hope to do. I'm, I'm not really, I haven't ever really grasped that whole idea of uh, see, don't tell, you know, so that's my idea. That's my way of, of doing that, just to try and make it as vivid as possible to, to more or less see if I can transport the, the reader into that scene into that place where where my characters are fun yes i'm surprised that okay so you, and that's in the primal you said this primal nature series yeah, the you primal you, series yeah. primal yeah. series sorry you said you killed off almost everyone did well, you kill off all the bad guys or is there like <laughs> an opening that something else could happen later oh well there's still an opening but um i didn't i didn't really kill off all the bad guys it's just that um there's in the books that I write there's there's kind of a fine line between the good guys and the bad guys so the good guys have bad traits and the bad guys have good traits because I don't really think you know that that there there are completely good people and, and completely bad people so there's the the main character in the primal series struggles a lot with uh some some very bad sides to her character so she uh, she awakens into a 
uh, into a shape-shifting at a later age. She's in her 40s and she turns into uh, somebody immortal and who, who can also shape-shift. But there's a very dangerous part of her character within that shape-shifting. She shape-shifts into a massive cat-like creature that is very um, violent, but is also, you know, very wild. And she has enormous problems trying to get to grips with the fact that that violence is also part of her and of, of her character. So um, there's a lot of um, nuances between good and evil in it. Um, in the third book in the series uh, of uh, the Primal series, there's a lot of um, eco-terrorism, which is, it, it's not, the actual terrorism is, is not around the eco, but it is, uh, it was a front for another terrorist group. So, you know, it's something that we in our time would see as something positive can also have a very negative side, but the other way around happens a lot in the books as well. And um, it's without trying to be judgmental or trying to be, uh, you know, uh, moralistic or anything like that, but just to try and see things from different perspectives. Right, because it, oh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I what I think about fantasy, and I at one point I heard that um, people say that kids shouldn't read fantasy because it doesn't portray real life and it doesn't help them get through life. And you know, on the counterpoint to that, and what you're saying about fantasy is that it helps us look at the world around us and issues around us in a safe yeah. space, right? And it, it helps us experience yeah. and like you just said, realize that they're all different points to different issues and no single person is all bad or all good. Right. I'm going to have flaws. You're going to have flaws. Everybody's going to have flaws. So um, yeah, I love those aspects of bringing that into the story. Yeah, and, and, and it does it in a, you know, it, like you said, in a safe manner. The, the, one of the best parodies of, uh, of our world and one of the best ways to actually get a point across uh, was also the, the books by Terry Pratchett. I don't know whether you've ever seen them, Terry Pratchett books. He's uh, Regrettably, he died a few years ago, but he was an English author who, uh, who wrote really hilarious books. But they are all parodies of the world which and within we, uh, the world where we live in. And the thing about it is that it's made in a very humorous way and it's really very, very funny, but it does leave you with some questions. You know, as in, just a minute, um, this is about a civilized country conquering another country. Which country is civilized? You know, so that, that kind of thing. It really, um, in the end, it gives you some food for thought, but it's done in a completely humorous way. So it's very, in, um, lightly touches on, to, on quite a lot of uh, issues and quite a lot of questions. And I, I like that. I really like that idea. And, you know, 99 out of 100 people will just read through the whole book. But if one person just, you know, sits back and thinks and says, hey, what do you just wrote? Just a minute. You know, that that would I think that's uh, that's good. It just gives in an extra extra dimension. Right. Yeah. I interviewed one author and he would written a futuristic book. And the religion in the futuristic culture yeah. 
was, I think it was that, I think it was Steve or Dan or something. So everybody worshiped this person called Steve or Dan, but then there were different sects or different groups that were watching Steve or Dan in different ways and saying that only their way was right. And it was this hilarious futuristic sci-fi comedy about worshiping Steve, you know, and it was like amazing. Yeah, it is funny, and it so does sometimes just put things in perspective. You know, you think, "Oh my goodness, what are we worrying about? <laughs> what are we doing here?" But you know, I like I like reading books like that, and I suppose you know, in probably a much darker way, I I do the same. I hope in some ways, and and you know, if somebody just thinks about some things within the books, well, yeah, great. And if you want to read them as pure entertainment, then just as nice, just as good. So, yeah. oh. so we talked a little bit about your primal series. What is yep. the name of your second series? Second series is the prophecy series. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, I wrote uh, Snow White and the Seven uh, Wolves, which was just, just for absolute fun. And we actually made it onto the USA Today list with that one. So we got in on number 69. So really quite funny that the one foray I did into humor actually got me on the USA Today list so that was kind of funny um I also wrote a a horror book very short horror um novella uh and uh the last series that I started on was the um a series the first book is the devil you know sorry and it's a it's a series about a um cross-dimensional uh, scam so uh, and it's it is set in the major religions which is uh, straight away the issue why a lot of people I suppose are not really interested in reading it but it's it is about a cross-dimensional scam so it's uh, another people in a different dimension who actually um, hijack the essence of the humans reincarnate them into slaves in their dimension that's the basics of the of of the of the whole story and i've finished the first book came out last year and the the people who read it and the 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 award series i've been in because it was in uh in in the um, page turner awards it was one of the finalists and i get great reviews from it it's just it's i've got to find the right marketing and the right genre to put it in but I've just written, just finished the first draft on the second book in that series. And so uh, that will probably be published at the beginning of next year. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I've got to find the niche first to make sure that it gets uh, in the right place. Because at the moment, it's, it's being pushed into a lot of religious and Christian books. And it's not. It's about a scam. Yeah, so that's I don't a little bit dystopian. Skip. It is, yeah, it is a bit, and it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's science fiction actually. So you know, because it does go over dimensions. It's not only about this world. So there's a lot of technology and science science fiction in there as well. But as soon as you put something in it about a false god or a devil, then it goes into a very specific genre. And I think a lot of if people, if they think that this is a very Christian book, are going to get quite a shock if they read it. So not a very good idea. <laughs> well, we'll just keep it in the sci-fi. And keep it in great. the sci-fi side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the I'll people who have read it are very, are very, you know, 
um, rave, really have rave reviews about it. And I like the book as well, but I've just got to find the niche because that is one of the most important and difficult things as a independent author to try and find out where you're going to put your books. So, yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of those crossover ones too. And you're right, it's, it's hard to figure out where they go. And when people read them, they love them. But yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, you, you can't get into mainstream with it because it's, it gets a tag. And uh, so if you have any tips for me, I, am very, I would be very, very happy to hear them. <laughs> How about your prophecy series? Tell me a little bit more about the premise behind that. <clears throat> well, the premise behind the prophecy series is there is a, a, a secret um, world within our world. So it's like within uh, Supernatural and it's like within, uh, actually within Harry Potter. There's, you know, the super... There's a different um, paranormal world that is hidden in plain sight within the human world. And there is a council for that, wor that, that world, council for that uh, um, group of people that, um, that rules with an iron fist that is actually more of a tyranny than it is anything else. And there is a prophecy that a, um, a child of two worlds will actually bring down this council and our uh, main protagonist in in the book is actually a an assassin for the council but she's only doing that to find out who killed her mother because she knows that uh that her mother um was killed by the council but she's trying to find out who did that <clears throat> and she is actually the the child of the prophecy and this is this is an awakening on finding out, you know, what she actually is and, and the, the prophecy, which she definitely does, wants absolutely nothing to do with in the beginning because she's out for revenge for the death of her mother. And she turns into this this leading figure within a very reluctant leading figure into a rebellion against the council. So that is the, the, the premise. And uh, she re re unites two worlds and one is the world of the saber-tooth shapeshifters and the world of the wolf shapeshifters so um but rallying actually all of the supernatural people behind it very cool that sounds right up my alley that's exactly i love prophecies and yeah surprise um i guess what, what do you call it surprise people what i don't have surprise definitions of when they find out who they are oh, yeah 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 kind of an awakening kind of thing yeah so it's a <clears throat> it's a journey for her a journey to find out um you know who and what she is and why and uh it's it's also a journey for her to actually come to terms with that she is that person because that's definitely not what she wants to be but in that it resembles very much the primal series because she wants absolutely nothing to do in the primal series our, our main protagonist wants nothing to do with what she's become either so it's you know it's kind of an awakening in both of them but in a very different setting interesting and are all these adult characters you you said the primal series was an adult character are all the other books adult characters as well yeah they are actually they uh, and and they're definitely not children books <laughs> they uh, there's the there's a lot of violence, especially in the uh, in the primal series. There's a lot of violence in there, um, but there's also there are also very steamy parts in there, and especially within the primal series, um, it, there is also 
violence against women, and that has a very specific function in the book. It's not as so uh, as somebody already put in one of the reviews, you know, that it's just a cheap way to sell the books. No, it has a meaning. It has a meaning because um, violence against women is is used as a weapon, and so that's what I want to highlight in. Uh, without being moralistic again, but that's something, a point that is, is very important to me. I used to work as a social worker with, uh, with people, with women who had been violated. And mm. so it's, it's, it's something that I have a very, um, well, how, how do I say it? Very pronounced opinion on, and that does come back into the book. I think it's great when you can bring it in those Oh, yeah. issues that are you're passionate about and that you want people to think about and really decide how they feel about um that just puts your own personality and your own passion into your work it's interesting i was thinking about two things before i i'm jumping back and forth in my brain because everything you're you're telling me I'm like oh i you know um so I just was in contact with one of my friends and she's starting a podcast and she's calling okay. it the Late Starters Podcast. And I had a mixed feeling because she was all talking to people who got a late start in some career. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I want it called a late start. Like I want it called like discovering your new passion or something yeah. rather than late start. But I guess I don't know. It is a late start, but not a late start, right? Um, yeah, I think I suppose if we can um, we can separate late from old, then yes. I think that's all right. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why it hit a nerve with me. I was thinking, I don't really want to be old starter. I want to be I discovered yeah, a passion here. later in life. <laughs> yes, yeah, same here. I, I took my time getting to here. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yes. And we were talking about good versus evil. I just saw a meme that said, or if it was a meme or a video or a GIF or something, yeah. it said, um, why do women or the female characters fall for the bad guys? And it said, well, the good guys will save the earth or what, save whatever and not care the wreckage behind, you know, mm -hmm. doing the good thing, right? Yeah. So the love of their life may die, but they will have saved the world. Whereas yeah. the bad guy, he doesn't care if the world gets blown up. He's just going to save his girlfriend. Living for today. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's living, like, living oh. for today. Yeah. When you explain it that way, it makes total sense why you would go for the bad well, guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think you. Maybe not everything else, but you. <laughs> I think another thing that why the bad guys are so interesting is that there's so much more. Well, they are more interesting. The good guys are kind of boring <laughs> to tell you the truth and and the bad guys well let's you know they have all the fun and, yes yeah. I'm still creating backstories for my bad characters so I, I keep having mm -hmm. to go back and write prequels and prequels and prequels to get to, like <laughs> the origin of their bad guy story right <laughs> yeah ju just just to make it right you know to 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 make the the, the bad guys slightly less bad so that they are you know, acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I it's always interesting well. to me because um, I can't. I don't think I can truly write a character that's all bad, no. um, just because I don't want to believe that we're, there would be a human that would be right. all bad, and maybe there are humans that are just psychologists, psycho, 
psychotically bad or whatever. Yeah. Maybe there are, but I don't like to believe there are because that's too scary for me. So yeah. I always, but I, I have talked to authors that they're like, no, he's just bad because he's bad. There's no like backstory or reason. Um, he's just bad because he's bad. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, but then then I start. I think I do the same. I start uh, start investigating why, you know, what made somebody bad, and and I can still come to the conclusion that you know even if if I've looked into everything, they are still bad. But um, there's got to be more to it than just that. I think it it sounds too easy for me to just put somebody in that is a bad person or that is a good person. If it's if it's a, an important character in the book, if it's just somebody that's there for one scene then it's different because then you go you don't go into an enormous amount of character building for that for that person but if it's if it's you know a, a pivotal person within the story they have to have more background for me otherwise i can't really be invested in that in that character and are your books written in first person or third person how do you oh, um, I, I break all the rules. I go, go go from one to the other. So, okay. uh, you know, um, the, the Primal series is, is is written from two perspectives, two main perspectives, and that is the, uh, the protagonist uh, herself, so the main character herself, and kind of a third person. But I have been um, been told that I do tend to move from one perspective to another perspective, but... Yeah, some people it bothers some people, and other people they it definitely doesn't bother them. So you know that's uh, that's the way it works. Uh, the the series that I'm currently, uh, or the one I've just just finished the last book on, uh, the Devil series, that is for uh, completely from from the protagonist's point of view, and that's a male view, which was quite funny to write as a woman. But okay, that was but and that was a lot more difficult for me because if you talk from the third person you can give a lot more explanations and if you you know and what happens when the protagonist is not there and if it's if it's from the protagonist's point of view you can't right so that was quite difficult that was uh, yeah that, that was a learning curve for me definitely interesting yeah i've only written first person and i like tried to branch out on one story and write third yeah. person um and my husband was like, I don't know what you're doing. Go back to writing the other <laughs> way. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I think whichever is most comfortable for you, the other is. one is more of a yeah. challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that well, male perspective can be hard too. Well, it's different. It was, it was, it was a nice challenge anyway. It was quite fun to do as well. So, you know, just to do it from a different perspective. So that, uh, that, that was, uh, yeah, that was a learning curve as well. But it was, it was a lot of fun to do. So, yeah. Very fun. Yeah. This is a question I love to ask all my authors, and you've talked a little bit about it, so I may know a part of an answer, but what do you want your readers to come away with? What feeling or what experience? No matter which book they pick up of yours, do you have an overarching experience that you want yeah. them to have? Um, I want I want them to have a bit of a feeling that they were part of the story. That that is something, and I know that's very generalized and it's very you know very very vague. But if they if they get the idea that they were in some way, even if it was just a, a um, an observer, but within the story, then then you know that's great. I I like people to feel entertained because ultimately that is what books do. They entertain you. They bring you to another world. They they bring you out of your um, 
your, your normal life and give you a bit of a, a respite or give you just a just a, a way to escape for a moment um and it's if one in the hundred people you know stop and think about one of the things I've put in there then yeah that's great but I'm I'm not trying to change the world with the books I'm definitely not I'm not trying to change people's opinion opinions in there are my opinions and you don't have to agree with them if you don't want to no problem so uh but that you know that that would be nice if um every now and then somebody said hmm just a minute you know and that's I get that sometimes from from readers you know I get uh uh we get to talking about how uh how they viewed the books what their um uh, experience was reading the books the questions that they might have come up with or the answers that they came up with and that I, I, I love to open to use the book as an opening for a for a conversation and to tell us everything that's coming next because it sounds like you had a few series in the works so what should we be well, looking I do. for <laughs> yeah. I really have to go back to uh, writing book three in the prophecy series so I really have to do that um book three within the new devil series i'm going to wait for that because i already have have an idea of which way it's going to go but i'm going to wait with that until i manage to find the actual niche where i want to do it and how to put the marketing how to get that right done right um i'm actually talking to a few people with regards to um maybe film ideas for that series, for the Devil series, but that's that's really just in the in the in in the uh, very first steps because you know I had it in the um, Page Turner Awards within the film adaptations and it got into the finals, so that that just gave me an idea of hey you know let's see if, if there's something we can do there, but that in itself is an enormous learning curve as well in how to get that you know how to get it um get get anybody interested from the film industry or or for an agent or anything like that so that's just something i'm doing again alongside and i've been thinking of starting another pen name to do something completely different because um within the uh what, what i've noticed within amazon is that there's there's quite a rage at the moment with people who are um writing and and, and uh 45 minute books so they're very short stories and or all part of a short story it's more that you write in a, in, a, in a very quick series and I thought you know I'd give that a try and so I'm currently working on a book series which is a bit of a steamy series um and it's it's a, a retelling of the around the world in 80 days but then different around the world in 18 days in the time we have now, so not in the Victorian time. And uh, with, a, with quite a steamy element in there as well. And the idea is to write 10 books and then um, start publishing them in March and then publish one every two weeks. Fine. So, so that's just something I want to try out and see, but I want to keep it separate from my normal series of books because it is a completely different genre it's not the fantasy genre so i really want to keep that separate so i'm going to do that within an, a, a pen name and see how that works fun so monique singleton for fantasy and can you tell us your new pen name or you don't know yet yeah that's going to be a play on my on my name so it's going to be nikki moore, nikki moore. 
Nice. Yeah, so Monique is Nikki, and then single is more. So, uh, yeah, I thought I'd just do it that way. <laughs> so, very cool. Yeah, I'm not very good in, in thinking up names, so I was pretty proud of myself that I got this one in. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have, I didn't know Nikki was, Monique was short for Nikki, or Nikki was short for Monique, I guess, and single. It no, is I sometimes, don't. yeah, yeah, it's, it's sometimes, you know, if, if they want to shorten Monique, they'll, they'll, they'll say Nikki or something like that, so that's why, or Mo, when I don't really like Mo, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fine, fine. Well, we tell us where we can find you, your website. Yes, yes, I have a website, moniquesingleton.com, and all Monique Singleton uh, in in one word, so there's no dot in between, moniquesingleton.com. That will bring you to my to my website. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Twitter. Um, of course, I have an author page on uh, Amazon, uh, on Smashwords, on uh, BookBub. I'm in uh, in all different places where I can be. I am. Um, so if anybody, I have a newsletter that comes out every month, around about the fifteenth, uh, where I keep people informed of my books, but also of a lot of uh, you know other authors, and and we do a lot of swaps with with other authors of any um giveaways that are coming up that kind of thing that's all on the uh uh in the newsletter but we also try to keep it up on the on the website as well so yeah. fun well thank you so much for being here all your series sounds so fun i'm gonna like download the first book of them <laughs> like oh, right after you. this yeah. um, well, you guys, otherwise just give me a ring and uh, well, let me know where i can send it to and i'll be happy to let them um, and oh, to, to send them you. to you that because awesome. and and i'd love to know what you think of them because i i really enjoy reading or, or, or speaking to people who've read the books and to, you know, to, to find out what they think about it and, and also where I can improve because, you know, I'm still learning. I'm learning every day and, uh, and I enjoy that side as well. Yeah. That's the most fun thing for me when <laughs> readers like contact me and say, Oh, what about this? Or what about this? And Hey, I, what, what, how did, why did you do that? Or <laughs> yeah. So that's it, it is, it's, it's absolutely great to get into conversations like that. And, I also love talking to uh, to other authors. We we had in London this year. We had the uh, um, the, the SPF show, so the uh, self published authors show in, uh, in in London in June, and that was fantastic. Six hundred authors, and you know you just uh, you can't stop talking to people. It's really it's a load of fun. I've never yeah, seen. Yeah, that's so why I started my podcast. I started it in yeah. like twenty twenty one. Yeah. Was it 2020 or 21? Anyway, sort of in that pandemic phase yeah. because I was like, I'm going to go crazy if I can't talk to my people. I can and imagine. Where I see other authors, it was at those book events, but we weren't having book events. So it was like, I need to talk to people. I'm going to start the podcast to talk to yeah, people. Absolutely. I'm happy you did, uh, Tricia. I'm really happy you did because it, it, I think one of the best things about indie author is the community. And it's so it's such a lovely, warm community where everybody helps each other. And I would that surprised me enormously when I started off. And it's it's really uh, yeah, it's a very nice, warm place to be. I believe so too. Well, thank you, thank you again. I'm so excited to have you. Best wishes on all your upcoming books, and I know we will thank see you. In touch. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me. And uh, well, you know, I'll. Uh, any questions that come your way, just push them through and I'm happy to help her to answer. Thank you very much. Definitely will. Take care. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, 
author and podcaster, Trisha Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.